0: See me when the Gotham's raging. I'm a bowler and the streets my staging See me running through the tunnel on my black bike. See me, see me when you see me, see me say
1: It's Tuesday. Fuck, no, that's my radio voice. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Tuesday like fucking song. Tuesday the sixteenth of February. Tuesday's day. <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. The day of the sixteenth of February. Tuesday. The 16th of February, that's the Tuesday it is. This is The Sounding Board, a weekly podcast that is sometimes about music. This week we're going to be talking about TV on the Radio's Dear Science, probably some of their other albums too. I'm Josh Mitline, the voice of The Sounding Board. With me as always this week is Camden Taylor. Well, I say always, but he was missing one time, and he promised to send us impressions on the album that he he had uh, missed and didn't. Huh, ha, that's, that's interesting, because I distinctly recall a time you were
2: missing, <laughs> which, was, <laughs> which was, I believe, last week.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, like I can't listen- hold that over him anymore. <laughs> I listened to
2: that album, or to, yeah. to that, that I, podcast. My goal is to get to the point where I'm on more episodes
1: of The Sounding Board than you are. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I listened to that podcast last week. I I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty amusing how Camden went with the hosting gig and then about a minute and a half in ran out of words. It was great, yeah. I can appreciate that.
2: I, I it find, happens to me sometimes. Yeah, I find it hard to speak for that long. It happens when I talk about my album picks, it too.
1: <laughs> you shut down, yeah. Shut down yeah. I, sh- I shut down. <laughs> you shut downs. I also shut with me this down. week <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> is Theodore Challenge Hooker the second. And, guys, I have breaking news. Breaking? Hmm.
0: Break it. Beep, beep, right. beep, Break beep, it beep, beep,
1: beep, 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 beep. announcement. Yeah, uh... Guys, I think Kanye is going crazy. Like, crazier. I. So I'm looking at his Twitter. And, uh. He has. He has. Requested that, uh. Pitchfork, Rolling Stone, and the New York Times, and any other white publication, not comment on black music anymore, because the album is a 30 out of 10, not a 9 out of 10. Nice. He has also also requested that uh, Mark Zuckerberg contact him immediately to finance him, because he is $53 million in debt. Okay. (laughs) Oh, good. And... Also, the album is never, never, never going to be on Apple, and it will never be for sale. You can only get it on Tidal.
0: (laughs) That one doesn't surprise me.
1: Are you for real? Also, all Good Friday songs will be on Tidal. Him and Kendrick got 40 songs, and him and Young Thug got 40 songs. Forty, (laughs) forty Club. Holy shit. (laughs) Jesus. Please, to all my friends, fans, and music lovers, sign up to Tidal now. Man, he's yeah. going hard
2: on the title, so... Damn. I have a feeling he had some money in title, and it's not
1: turning well. Hmm. Hmm. Man. He...
2: Yeah. That, that whole yeah. Uh, album release was kind of a clusterfuck up until
0: the Seemed a little bit like it. Yeah. I mean, how long until he actually announced the uh, album name? Was it was it not, like, the day It was, like,
2: two days before he did... So he did, like, a you know showing of it at Madison Square Garden which is basically a video of him playing this it was like a live streaming video thing it was him like playing the songs off his laptop with like <laughs> with like 400 models standing behind him <laughs> yeah and it was like it was ex- it was streamed in like movie theaters and then it was also streamed on Tidal you could watch it on Tidal uh That's hilarious and he did like 10 songs from the album and then like afterwards he added eight more songs to the album <laughs> and it's yeah it's it seems like a fucking mess <laughs>
0: like that definitely seems it seems like, a like
2: mess. he i don't know The what worries me most about that album i don't know if we uh no get no it we, yet, can, I we can we can talk I think, about it no i don't think any of us i haven't listened to it yet Nope. I no, know. I haven't. I don't okay. have, title. I don't, have title. I don't want to it, fucking pay for that. Yeah, it, it makes me a little I'm, apprehensive because of how like much he was changing it up to the release date. Like that kind of shows to me that he might not have had like a really cohesive idea of what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, either he didn't have like, like a good it kind of makes me. It kind of
2: yeah, it kind of diminishes my you know faith in his vision of the album you know Mm -hmm. when he's you know constantly that close to the release date
1: he did add three more tracks to it i think for the official release and uh possibly do the redone version or the original version of wolves i'm not sure but no it's it's, a a new
2: version because it doesn't have uh sia on it like the okay yeah it has
1: frank ocean on it though that was like but is this Is this the one that he played, or is this the final redone cut that he was recutting after he did the stream? I don't know. Yeah, it's a mess. (laughs) It's a mess. Not how you want to release an album. It is available on Tidal. It did get a 9 out of 10 on Pitchfork. Shocker. Who
2: cares?
1: (laughs) Yeah, right? I mean, I really love what Kanye does, but Pitchfork really loves what Kanye does. Yeah. Okay, uh, he also about a lot? No, but like His Twitter feed Is a disaster um, I uh, Okay, here's one From yesterday I'm practicing my Grammy speech I'm not going to the Grammys Unless they promise me The album of the year Mm-hmm
0: Anytime I hear Grammys,
1: I
2: always think Grannies. I will not go to the Granny Convention.
1: <laughs> I made Dark Fantasy and watched The Throne in one year and wasn't nominated for either. I will have over one hundred Grammys before I die. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, That's, he. Mm, I, dude, I think I think he really needs some time away from the spotlight, and and maybe some therapy like yeah, maybe that's isn't that what he
2: did when he was recording My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy like that's the whole thing okay. behind it because that all happened after the whole like interrupting Taylor Swift speech thing and then he like because he recorded that album like Hawaii or something and he just went and lived in Hawaii in a studio for like a year no that was that, therapy album. yeah and that's, that's awesome. yeah and that's when they recorded that
1: album oh Great. oh here's, here's another tweet from Saturday that says I'm a Fix Wolves so maybe we are getting the, the original version again. Well, Who knows? Do you
2: mean the... Uh, well, no, The what do you mean by the original version? Because there was the, a version that came out, like, it didn't come out last year, but he performed it last year, and it had, yeah, that like, one. Sia
1: and, I think, Vic Menza on it, and the one that's yeah, on that's, the album is that's, not that one. It's, well, so he he put out the tweet about fi- fixing wolves after the, when he played the album on Friday. Right. But so he might be going back to that version. No, but it's he's on, not though. But like, okay. I was,
2: like on the album listing, it's okay. I mean, from it's, what I've read uh, about people who've listened to the album, it's that's not
1: the one they have on the
2: album. They have the one with Frank <laughs> Ocean. All right. So he could have.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. I don't know what he's. Th- he's. Th- he seems like he's going real crazy. Breaking did you, news. Did
2: you read? Did you read the thing? Um there's a rapper named RhymeFest who worked pretty closely with him. <laughs> RhymeFest. Who who worked Oh, who worked pretty closely with him on a uh college dropout and late registration. Um and he released a thing a couple of days ago that he basically put out a statement that says I believe that Kanye West is mentally ill and needs
1: help. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: So
0: I mean it's very mm. possible I mean an artist that this that's just well established yeah. kind of fumbling around with his album this past the release date that's that's not great. I mean that's imagine putting a piece up in a gallery and then stumbling in with like if you're a painter with a bunch of paints like hold on hold that wait, 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 no I missed a spot. I gotta fucking I gotta I just one second I'm gonna fix these wolves yeah. over here. <laughs> that's kind of like a I don't know that's not what you want from an album.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I,
1: I, 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 would, I it. would
2: not venture to say anything like that and say yeah. I believe that. But uh, Yeah,
1: I, I don't want to say anything about the quality of the album because I, I really want to hear it. I'm what? really excited about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying say anything about Kanye's mental health because I have no... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know him. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. He he's always seemed a little crazy, always, but like this he's always is... been a shenanigans guy. He's always
2: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a showboat. Of yeah.
1: Guy yeah. Sure. Oh man, and we haven't even gotten into the whole thing with the Taylor Swift line in the album yeah, that set the internet yeah. on fire. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. There's all guys. Kinds of stuff. That's pretty much an endless source of news for the last week.
1: Yeah, guys. It's still Tuesday, and we're still here to talk about some things that aren't Kanye. I was gone last week. As uh, as was mentioned, I was at a wrestling show that I'm drink. sure you guys are not even <laughs> right, remotely drink. interested in. Uh, so we can skip talking about that. Um, well, yeah, you not going to tell us about the naked men rolling around together. Uh, I mean, I know you guys aren't particularly interested, so we don't we don't need to go into it. Uh, the short version is that one of the most loved professional wrestlers of all time retired and he was a Washington State local, and it was really intense, actually. Uh, in terms it was, of, like,
0: crying? What does that mean?
1: Like, like, yeah, a lot of people in the crowd, and the guy himself, like, definitely shed a few tears. He's uh, he's super well-known because of how much he, like, clearly loves wrestling. He's, though, he's a really strange guy. Like, in this industry of giants, he's, like, a 5'8", vegan like hipster gnome is what what is is the best way to describe him like he he's tiny uh he he is incredibly well loved he was super dynamic and he had wrestled for something like 16 years and had a ton of concussions um so he he retired because of that history of concussions and because he had some brain scans showing that he had some, like, legit damage to his brain. And it was... It's probably a good since, reason to retire. <laughs> yeah, I mean. yeah. Since this was his home state, like, and and since this is where, like, one of the most memorable moments of his career happened, where his fans literally hijacked the live show for, like, ten minutes uh, because they wouldn't stop doing his chant, um it was a it was a really touching speech and and seeing the support that he got was really fantastic um, Wait important question during his goodbye speech was he doing it in like
0: big Wrestleman Man voice or was he like not his character anymore?
1: I mean he and his character were very similar like a big Wrestleman man voice doesn't really mean anything like that's not actually a that mm hmm I don't want to talk about wrestling with you anymore, Ted, because I know that you're not interested <laughs> saying, in giving it a chance. Like they all have a
0: sort of characterization, just like any actor. And I'm just curious if it's like mm, him mm. in his big character, or if it was him as a "Hey guys, I'm done. Thanks." sort of speech.
1: It it it's hard to separate the two with with him and with a lot of people. Like you've got to keep in mind that these are people who have their quote their their character. Uh, for not for like the duration of a show but for years and 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 they grow as a person with their characters as their characters grow and develop over years and years and years so it's it, it can be really hard to untangle those things but it was a it was a really like touching heartfelt thing where he like talked about the things that he loved about wrestling and talked about how the last time that uh he he performed in seattle his dad was in the crowd and and got to see just like this legion of people get behind him and cheer for him and and love him uh the just in this this really incredible way and and talked about how his mom was there now and seeing the same thing and and the crowd was super into it like they do commercial breaks during the live show because they air it live on on usa mm-hmm. uh and the commercial break before he came out was probably like three or four minutes long and the entire crowd was chanting for the whole break and then for, probably for another five or six minutes after he came out. Like, it just did not let up. The, just the amount of love that was shown to this, this person was incredible. It just, like, was kind of unreal. Um, it it's a It's a really passionate community and he was, in a lot of ways, like, he kind of... Changed the course of what wrestling could be. He's kind of the reason why that major promotion, the WWE, like, has space for for a type of wrestler that they never would have considered before. Beyond just the big, muscly guy. Um, like, just hugely influential and and incredibly well-loved guy. Uh, would and, you like to tell us what this guy's name is?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I can do that. His name is uh, Daniel Bryan. Okay. Okay. Um, he for for a long time he had a a he had like jesus hair and a, a huge fucking beard and his his like chant that that like people chanted for probably 10 minutes straight alternating between uh that and his name was uh yes 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 uh it it's a weird thing wrestling is very strange um but it was really really intense and really touching and i'm glad that i was i was there for it it was, it was a really cool thing. Um, and then I went to a different wrestling show this weekend uh, and started three different chants, which was good. I was standing next what? to this. Okay, team. what chants did you start? Uh, so I started two chants for uh, a particular character, a particular wrestler. who's. Uh, so this is an indie league, so they're weird characters. Uh, the guy that I was starting chants for was named Big Cat Scott, Scott Henson. Uh, okay. And he's sort of like an anti everybody character who just comes out and beats people up. And uh, so I, I started two chants for him, and then he got like into a hairy situation at the end and had to get rescued. But the guy who rescued him got stabbed, so was laying in the middle of the ring. So he started to leave, and I started to help him up chant. Okay. And got the guy to like nice. turn back and go go back to the guy who was leg bleeding in the middle of the ring. Uh, this, so that was uh, cool. Is this the same show
2: where you saw someone fight a computer?
1: <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay. That's- yep. <laughs> I saw. I saw someone drop. So that. Entertaining. Per- that particular character. This is actually like one of the weird places where wrestling and the real world overlaps. Um, there are a couple different indie feds here in Washington, and uh, and feds. wait, indie feds. Indie Federations. Okay, just making sure. Okay. Um, independent Federations, Independent Wrestling Promotions. Sure. Uh, and the one that I go to is called 3 one Battle. And I kind of missed this, but apparently, uh, another Indie Fed, uh, called... 21-something or 42 I don't know the name of it, started, like, trolling them on Facebook and, like, calling them out on the Internet. Uh and it was this group of dudes and they so so they they didn't respond online they didn't bother like writing anything back or like getting into a flame war or anything but their, like top good guy who's like his his uh his his name is El Chongo Blanco the spirit animal of Capitol Hill
2: <laughs> okay i like that name yeah question. right. He yeah. he
1: comes out in like in in a luchador mask that is done in Seahawks colors. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> and like fucking basketball shorts. Uh, he's not really up on the internet. He doesn't really get it. So he was allowed to challenge whoever he wanted, and he he knew that the internet had been hating on three two one, so he challenged the internet to a fight. So they brought out a computer, uh, a, a tower, and a monitor, and he drop kicked the monitor and then elbow dropped the tower, oh, and then badass. Pin- <laughs> pinned the tower and was declared the victor. Nice, that's hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was a, it was a good show. Uh, big, Ca- Bi- oh, big cat, the man, big cat fucks some people up, which is which is always fun. Uh, it seems painful to elbow drop him computer i know that's what i'm imagining
0: <laughs> like dude here's the thing
1: that, that you're you're kind of le- like not realizing maybe is that all of wrestling is exceptionally painful there's a, a oh, no, reason yeah. why for sort of. for decades people in that industry had huge painkiller problems yeah i get that like i'm just saying i wasn't saying like it sounds like that is the only painful thing that's the only done. painful I'm moment just saying like that sounds painful <laughs> that whole yeah group. It, I, I I imagine it was, um, but, you know. Yeah. You Apparently wrestlers sacrifice a lot for their art. I'm not one, so I don't really know what goes on behind closed <laughs> doors. No, it was good. Uh, I started some chants. I, a super tall Mexican dude who was pretty drunk was standing near me and was, like, blown away by my ability to keep... Sp- starting chance so he ran off and bought his group a bunch of jello shots and brought me a bunch so
2: i he had mean, like
1: he brought you multiple jello shots not yeah I mean. yeah <laughs> uh he gave me two oh, okay and offered me a third and at that point i would already drank four tall boys and two jello shots, and I was like, dude, I gotta know where to draw the line. It's gotta end. Like, I'm gonna die if I have that. I don't know how, but, like, it'll it'll either be, like, a car crash on my way home, or a fucking hangover in the morning. You were driving? No. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> no.
1: No. Fuck no. No. I was not driving. You mean, like, a car would crash into your bus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was riding in someone's car. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And they, were they yeah. drunk? Yeah. He'll be so jello shot full. Would he be so, so
0: distracting from the? Dar- oh yeah. That, the driver.
2: yeah, that that guy yeah, be has to, like try to start driving yourself to the. Yeah, place. I would have been like,
1: hey, let me drive. Yeah. Um, no, uh, the the guy I was driving with was not drunk. He has a hell of a constitution and and does not get drunk easily. Hmm. Like shockingly, uh, you I. Be careful, he's more. Like I I agree. Get an issue. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Someone with
1: experience. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was kind of what, what what went on for me. And uh, Claire was out of town for the last couple days, uh, and then busy when she was back in town. So I did pretty much like no hanging out with her over Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, very thrilling. Um, I think that's what I got. Mostly wrestling. Mostly wrestling related. Uh. Trying to think, is was there anything else worth talking about? No, no, there wasn't. <laughs> no, no, That's it. <laughs> no, but those things were rad, and I'm still excited for you guys to get the chance to go to one of those shows because yeah. I know you would no, like I st- it. I still definitely want to go to one of those. If, yeah, would <clears> excuse me, cough
2: shows. button.
1: <laughs> 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 it sounds way more fun. Yeah, um, sounds like something I would definitely be able to get into. Yeah, so I don't like, I don't like watching uh professional like WWE wrestling on TV anymore. I kinda like watching the pay per views because they actually go all out and do some cool shit. But like the the weekly show, not into it. Not interested. Don't want to do it. Uh too much time, not interesting enough. Lucha Underground came back, though, and that has been awesome. They uh there's a karate skeleton who breaks people's arms. And uh, the 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 guy who won is it the a spooky the belt, skeleton? yeah, <laughs> spooky he's a spooky skeleton. The the guy who won the belt last year was Mil Muertes. The he was the the one who was in Chile during the earthquakes, and his apartment building collapsed around him, oh, and the thousand other people who lived there died, and their souls swarmed upon him. Uh, Holy so
2: he- fuck! So That's he
1: awesome. won the belt last year, and and the belt is a giant like Aztec calendar. What? So it's like a huge golden disc. And disc. now... Disc. That, that, that is in fact what I said. <laughs> That's not what I heard. I was just okay. imagining though. <laughs> um, so now... For every episode, instead of, like, being backstage when he's not wrestling, he has a giant skull thrown at the top of the stairs overlooking the arena, and he just sits there and, like, looks super stoic and, and glares at the people wrestling until he has to wrestle, and then walks down the steps and fucks somebody up, and then goes back up to his chair. Hmm. I think this guy's my favorite. Yeah, that guy's definitely <laughs> my favorite.
2: Him and the Karate Skeleton. The Karate Skeleton's
1: <laughs> yeah. pretty good. There's also uh, Draco, who at the end of last season, when all the wrestlers were leaving, turned into a dragon and flew away. Nice. That's a good move. Yeah. yeah all right. There's there's you know. there's also there's also Son of Havoc, who is a biker luchador. He comes out in, like, a leather jacket, and, like, his luchador mask is just, like, pretty much a black ski mask with a cutout at the bottom for his gigantic beard. Nice. Uh, and then he does flips and shit, and it's awesome. Um, no, the entire cast of that show is great, and it's filmed like a TV show instead of, like, a wrestling show, so all of the story stuff is really professionally done and, and actually has awesome cinematography. That's the one that uh the, the old commissioner, who's on the run now, uh, has a giant key on a on a chain around his neck and it goes to a a cage in his office that has a person in it that eats wrestlers. Ooh. Yeah,
2: the
1: the, the end of the is first that, episode. Is that the only thing they feed on? Just wrestlers. As far as I can tell is all he eats is wrestlers. At the, at the end of the first rest, uh, episode some, like, he was like every once in a while. No, no, <laughs> just, just wrestlers.
2: wrestlers. wrestling chicken maybe. <laughs> yeah.
1: There there was there was a, a vignette where like he was running an underground fight club and like made like three dudes pay him twenty bucks for admission so they could walk into this like connex that he had and then get eaten by the guy. Okay. He made. Yep. He. It was super evil. He made them pay to get eaten. It was. It was rat. Yeah, that's
2: that's cold. <laughs>
1: yeah fucked up (laughs) take your money who's fighting tonight (laughs) Jouar.
0: not even after I'm gonna take it before you die
1: (laughs) yep yep you're gonna have to pay me for the privilege to get eaten by my demon monster brother it's quite an honor it's weird it's a it's a cool show like and and the wrestling is super flippy so if you don't actually like wrestling it's still super fun to watch because they're crazy acrobatic that sounds awesome you would you would dig it, and uh, I don't want to try and get you into to WWE because I know that you wouldn't dig that. I don't dig that right now, but you would dig Lucha Underground. It's great. It's it's filmed in a in a Latino neighborhood in LA, so like everyone there is like has a cultural association to to Lucha and gets crazy into it. It's awesome.
0: That sounds fantastic.
1: Now that I talked for twenty minutes about wrestling yeah, you're saying, after saying I wasn't going to talk about wrestling. about
0: wrestling, <laughs> hey <laughs> man,
1: talk- you guys ask the questions hey yeah we're friends we support your passion yeah yeah sure <laughs> sure sure <laughs>
0: we've got twenty twenty six 26 minutes of proof here <laughs> yeah.
1: oh man Camden what's up in my absence you took up the hosting mantle I did yeah and uh fucking killed that shit <laughs> nailed
2: it <laughs> nailed it Man, Um, yeah, it was a much, yeah, like I said before, it's hard for me to talk at length about anything, so I was exhausted after recording that, after like, trying to moderate. um... Yeah, trying to keep keep, uh, someone like... I kept going by trying to throw in as many stupid fucking jokes as I possibly could.
1: Now now imagine you (laughs) would have, imagine imagine you would had to try and keep Robbie on track.
2: Oh, it would have been more fun if Robbie had been there. <laughs> <laughs> been a lot of quips. Yeah, mm. it wasn't like trying to keep it like keep things on track. Like I wasn't trying to. Like I, I was pretty loose with it, but mm-hmm. it was just talking that much. <laughs> for...
1: yeah. <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Understandable. I In fact, his transition, you'd have been. You, he'd
2: yeah. Really... No, I heard yeah, it. I, I, I was Ted, so proud Ted, of you. Ted made me realize what you feel like. <laughs> I your transitions. It was very. It was very eye-opening.
1: Was yeah, a, transitions are hard. Quite they're tough. Lear,
2: quite a learning experience. It's, it's
1: especially it's when someone's routine. like actively trying to cripple you by accident. Yeah. Which is hard to actively well, try and cripple I'm not something by, by accident. To
2: actively cripple your transitions. It's honestly most of the time I. Start saying something, and I think there's like a half a second Skype lag where I'm starting to say something right as you're starting to say something. <laughs> um, or I could just be yeah. trying to cripple
1: your transitions. <laughs> just like you, you always have one more thought, which is understandable. So yeah, I, I want to hear. I've always got. <laughs> <one> more <thought>. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to interrupt
2: you to say exactly what you just fucking said. <laughs> I wanted to repeat it. Yeah, hey, that's what it. I was going to say.
1: <laughs> Camden, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've been up to for the last week? Um, not too much.
2: I have been skiing still, trying to keep on that grind. <laughs> I've uh, been playing around the trails by my house. There's a pretty cool one where you can ski out for like two miles and get out to this lake and it's pretty sweet to go there like for night skiing just go through the trail oh, and like nice. chill out on the mm. lake and, like lay down look at the stars and shit That's pretty cool that sounds great yeah. <laughs> have you found the one that takes you down to uh the golden eagle uh i don't know that trail is awesome yeah there's a up, bunch of them back like, there i've just been kind of yeah. like going back there and following some of them um but yeah so that's i've been doing that uh, this weekend, I was pretty much a old man and didn't go do things after 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did that thing. I, I always have to have a week where I do that. But we did do a couple takeout sessions at KSUA this week. Oh, nice. One with a guy who, uh, a local dude named Josh who records under the name uh, Humantanauts. Couldn't and be. it was pretty awesome. It was kinda like uh he had all this you know, um equipment like he had like a uh a uh a little synth and like a Ableton pad and then like a uh uh fuck, what's this thing? There's like this Korg thing. Oh, a chaos pad, which is like just this touch pad that you can like fuck with all these audio effects and like he had all this shit, like all this electronic music equipment and then he also had a guitar and he would just do like uh um, and he also had, like, a mic that had all sorts of, like, effects on it and stuff. And he would just do this, like, very, like, you know, loop and build-up style electronic music then like, play guitar over it. It was very, like, Tycho ish That sounds awesome. and it was And it was pretty sweet. I didn't know we had, like, a local music team who made stuff those, like yeah. that. Yeah. So I was pretty been. pumped about that. Um, oh, yeah, for, for clarification, I don't... <laughs> um, a a takeout is what we do at the radio station when we have a musician come into the studio and just record a few songs live like uh here and then we do like videos of them and you know record a few tracks and do an interview with them so we did that with him and then we had one today with a guy from texas named michael parallax who was kind of like uh it was another like solo thing like he just had a bunch of equipment and himself and but he did a lot of like uh it was very, like, synth poppy, um, very, like, danceable, really cool. He's, mm-hmm. like, he had some pretty uh, awesome vocals, and then he was, like, fucking shredding on the synth. <laughs> like, it was badass. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was cool. We did a couple of those, and there were a bunch of cool things that happened this weekend. Like, there was a big house show with, like, all those guys last night, and I didn't go because I'm a lame-ass, and I was feeling oh. Well, I, I wanted to go, but, you know, it was just one of those, yeah. I keep getting more of those as I'm getting older, just days where I'm like, this is would definitely be fun to go to, but I just don't want to do anything. <laughs> there are a shocking and it's number not of like, things. like it's not like a, like, I, I would have been fine going, but I don't know. It's just every every once in a while I have to have those weekends where I just don't really
1: socialize that much or do any new things. <laughs> there are think... a shocking number of things that I don't do because I would have to to, to bus somewhere to do them to bus yeah yeah I yeah say, I don't have that problem I don't have right. that excuse yeah if I had a car I would do so yeah. much more i I say that now and when I get a car I just won't do anything else yeah. but yeah I'll just then I'll have to find parking <laughs> it's gotta find the inspiration that's all it is yeah, yeah. Mm. stay stay as a part of the world mm-hmm
0: yeah. I like the inspiration myself most of the time, so I can't really say anything
2: either. Anyways, go check out those dudes, to anyone listening. They're both really cool. I enjoyed both of them quite a bit, and I'm going to definitely check out more of their music. Yeah, it was Humantanat from Fairbanks. and Which is
1: a pretty terrific name. Yeah, yeah. It's a, name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. a good and, name.
2: And, uh, and uh, Michael Parallax from Austin,
1: Texas. Nice.
2: So we'll probably yeah. go check him out when we go to South by
0: too oh yeah that's an awesome
1: Mm -hmm. idea yeah i want to go to that show damn (sighs) yep
2: yep 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 that's gonna be my spring break and i'm gonna have way too many things to tell you guys about (laughs) i bet ted did you know know that last time last year at south by southwest brady smoked weed with elijah wood and snoop dogg what (laughs) (laughs) yeah God damn it! I
0: hate this so much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, just, I feel like I should I have learned worked about for a that radio station today,
1: <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> I feel, I feel like, like best best I
1: I wasted a lot of time not doing that. Yeah, yeah. damn it!
2: Did uh, University of Puget Sound have a? They did. Student station? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, you fucked up, man. Ah, uh, KUPS probably. I don't remember. Cups. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs>
1: That's a sweet name. Cups. So, dude. That's fucking great. Did you, did you listen to anything that you want to tell me about? Huh? Did you listen not, to we're anything? We're
2: not even through with... You're switching oh, think... up on me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Okay. No, it's all right if it, if it would make the you... format works now, because usually if you... you go through it, what everyone's done. Don't you? I don't know. What
1: the... <laughs> I'm so If awesome. it would if it would make you more comfortable, we yeah. can go through what Ted's done and Most, then go around and Mostly, it with mostly music. I just like to upset whatever you were trying to do.
2: <laughs> and I just talked for do? 4 minutes. I can't talk for anymore. <laughs> 4 whole minutes. <laughs> yeah, 4 whole minutes. It's <laughs> excruciating. It's too much for Camden. He's yeah. It. Yeah. All right then. I wet myself.
1: <laughs> All right then. Since since Camden is out of words for the time being, And need some time to regenerate. Ted, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've been up to?
0: Uh, I haven't done too much myself this week. I've spent a bunch of time fiddling around the house, fixing little things, cleaning, doing a bunch of shit like that. Um, The only
1: things I would like to mention is i watched a lot of movies and TV. Oh
2: (laughs) boy, again.
1: (laughs) Oh, here we go. Oh, I I did have some opinions about the show last week. Um... Podracer, though an incredible video game, maybe not the best ever. It's the
0: official game of the sounding board. What are
1: you even talking about? Marsguo, definitely the best character from Podracer. For sure. Uh, you know, you
2: know I, I appreciate your input now, but if you wanted to weigh in on the yeah, best, you sounding board best game of all time, you should have been there board. last week. <laughs>
1: if you you act like I was not that. sitting there the first time that we that we booted up Podracer before when I was on winter break. One, when, no, when I'm just acting like you were like, there when we voted on best game of all time. <laughs> you
2: should have you voted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should have submitted really, my ballots ahead really, of time. It's really yeah, your exactly. fault that. Podracer okay. is now the sounding board
1: official best game. Of all, time. all right, all right. Podracer is the official sounding board best Star Wars game of all time. Nope, no. I think that's a pretty good. We we were very clear good. about what the category yeah, we, we was we, last time. Kind of, kind of. I don't. I don't remember any of the other. I, best I believe evers, you I guys... also
2: said I think that Josh will
1: object to this choice. <laughs> yeah, that one specifically. Yeah. That's hilarious. I mean. I really like Potter Eraser. It's a perfect game. I hey, think it's pretty uh, terrific. Josh, I
2: appreciate what you're trying to do, but you can't argue it anymore because you weren't there. Yeah.
1: I think it. I think it suffers can... for being on the Nintendo 64. Sure. Sure, and it could sure use a, a better draw distance so you could see what you're you're racing towards. I
0: definitely will agree with that part, but I do like that I can never tell. That's why I die every time because I'm like, I yeah. do oh, no, That's that's a
1: straightaway. That's not a corner. Yep. Nope, it's a corner. I love that game. It's a pretty good game. <laughs> there is a reason why. Like an hour before, I had to go get on my flight out of Valdez the last night. I was sitting there playing Pod Racer with you guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Continue. You had some movies you wanted to talk about, and I TV did. shows. And TV
0: shows. Um, movies, first thing I did. I saw the new Coen Brothers film. Um, can we call film.
2: segment, Ted Talks About Movies? We should make that a segment. Ted Talks. Pretty much. <laughs> Ted Talks, yeah. I feel like that's not going to catch on. <laughs> that's not really a catchy name, you know? Josh, can we put in like a little bit for that before?
1: A little like, 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 like Ted oh, Talks theme? Ted Talks like, like, da, 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 da.
2: <laughs>
1: like yeah yeah find me a good sample and we'll put it in
2: <laughs> god damn <it>. okay.
1: <laughs> well, what a wonderful post sample you yeah made.
0: that was great, <laughs> that was <laughs> great. <laughs> that was fantastic really all right amazing.
2: okay hit so, it <laughs>
0: uh, i watched uh the new coen brothers film hail caesar is it about um, julius caesar no, have you? Do you not know? No, no idea? I know nothing
1: about this film. Okay,
0: so Cohen Brothers, you know, they're <clears throat> kind of big movie people. They've made, um, They've made Big Lebowski, few. Fargo, um, No Country for Old Men, a bunch of cult classics, like movies people stick to. Movies more. that people will tell you are the best ever. Yeah, um, and ruin. It, it'll ruin films, frankly. Uh, <clears throat> I think I might have enjoyed The Big Lebowski if I didn't hear about it all my life beforehand, uh, but I didn't really like it very much. I thought it was okay, but it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about Big Lebowski. <clears throat> You're talking about Hail Caesar. I am. Hail Caesar is a story of a um, production manager who works for a really big movie-making Uh, studio (laughs) fucking thing. Universal, (laughs) essentially. Um, You
1: know what I really loved? (laughs) Plays about plays.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is, though. It's entirely... It's very meta without... um, So if you understand how movies are made and how they were made back in the uh, 60s, I think, um, Mm -hmm. you would easily see, like, what they were doing with this movie because it was just layers of sort of jokes and um, plays on that. Uh, For instance... Uh, the movie is like a huge top bill cast. You've got Ray Fine, Scarlett Johansson, you've got Channing Tatum, um, you've got uh fucking Josh Brolin, George you've got Clooney, Tilda Swinton right. twice. George Clooney is Caesar. Um, yeah, uh, it's like a, a huge cast, but isn't man, Jonah Hill in
2: it? Yeah, Jonah Hill is in
0: it. <laughs> so yeah, and that's actually the perfect example. So when you watch the trailer, like a third of the trailer is Jonah Hill.
2: Mm hmm. That is literally <laughs> his entire presence in the movie. I, I had a, I had an idea it might be his entire role because yeah. it seemed like in the clip they showed, it seems like he's not in a big role. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like, but that's that's the joke,
0: um, and and I I enjoy the joke in the sense that none of the stars ever actually interact because it's supposed to be like in a big production studio yeah. where they're all yeah, yeah. doing other shit. Um, but I think it, it kind of. Uh, kind of kills it a little bit. Um, I think it's, it's a little bit too far with that. Also, my least favorite thing ever when it comes to like a good movie, a movie made well, no the nudity. trailer gives away... No nudity. There was none. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but the, the trailer gives, it, gives away everything. Like, yeah. It gives all the jo- best jokes. Um, mm. The last like 12 seconds of the movie is in the trailer, and that is just not okay that's and weird the last joke happened in the trailer. really and i was yeah no i was i was pissed did you I did you so jump
2: up and exclaim what <laughs> did you toss yeah. your did you I go see it in
0: my napkin <laughs> did you go see it air. in theaters
2: yeah in oh, theaters okay. so, did you toss like you should have had a, that's a popcorn big thing bucket of popcorn <laughs> Dump it on the person and, behind yeah,
0: you. Like, uh, and then I hit everyone else's strings out of their way. Yeah, no, I wanted to. I was really mad about that. Um, there was a lot of good things about the movie. Those guys make fucking great movies. They're very good at what they do. Um, the movies never really quite connect with me. I can appreciate what they are, but they're not quite what I want. Um, sure. Sure. Which is a shame because some of the movies, like I should love, No Country for Old Men, for instance, is an exceptionally well-made movie. But I don't, I don't care. It's, it. I'm just kind of sitting there watching it, which is unfortunate. Um, so a lot of people will like this. That trailer issue is way too big for me. I was. That's pretty
2: ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch the trailer and try to guess yeah. what part is the end of the movie. It's Definitely probably do. the Texting. the end of the trailer.
1: Um, yeah, maybe. Um, speaking no. okay, speaking of of trailers, I actually Definitely. I feel like I texted you guys about this, but this is uh, I saw the the trailer for the the first ever like actual Keenan and Kel movie the other day.
0: Oh, is that what you texted us? I
1: for some yeah. reason did not see that. The uh, the trailer. Like I saw it, the
0: text, but I was confused by
1: it. It's a uh, Keenan and Kel uh, are are doing a film called Keanu. Wait. No,
0: they've been in mean, a movie together. Don't you They, mean, they, did, no, it, they did Good booger, Burger. Burger. That, that was the Keenan and Kel you're movie. Thinking are burger? you thinking of Key
1: and Peel? I'm yeah, thinking. You, you wrote Keegan, not Keen. What did I. Mm, what am I thinking of? I thought if it was Key and Kel. this
0: is not going to be a
1: Keenan, Keenan and, and Kel. Keenan and Kel is like 90s. God damn it. I yeah, think you're totally you're right. Thinking I, Key and Peel. I think I am. I think you're yeah, totally right. You yeah. God damn it. I'm so good at this. Keegan, Michael, Key. All right. Key and Peel, yes.
2: I don't even know what that is. All I want is Keegan and They're, Kel to make another. Or Keegan they, and have, they have like a
1: Comedy movie. Central show. Yeah, the uh, Kel is or Cal. um. No, God damn it! I'm confusing myself. <laughs>
0: <to> <laughs> All right, <laughs> welcome to the Good Burger Home of the Good Burger Can I take your order? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can we can we proclaim a uh, good burger uh, the sounding board Peel, official, best movie the best of all time? movie of all time.
1: <laughs> Peel Peel has been on Saturday night live forever uh, as far as I can tell for so long. Um it's it, it it looks like a a hour and a half to 2 hour movie where the major joke is code switching. Okay. Um and the the trailer was pretty good. The trailer that was really, pretty. That's Wait, it.
0: <laughs> that's what you
1: brought up. That's <laughs> what I brought up. You should, the
2: you should watch the Wait, trailer. Oh, hold on could. hold on. <laughs> Did you say Peel has been on SNL for what am I thinking? Yeah, I think, ever think you are thinking of, of. Keenan Thompson. God damn it!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I give up! Oh, I give up! You guys go
2: on without me. Jordan, jo- <laughs> Jordan Peele look at Jordan Peel has never been on SNL. I think you're totally right. 2016. He wow was oh, man. on mad TV for five seasons.
1: <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm so good at this.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna buy some orange stone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> write this off as a win. So when you saw this
2: trailer announcement,
1: were you? Who were you? <laughs> so so you I, said, I wait, saw. Which th-
2: one did you expect? I'm confused.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I saw. I saw this. I saw this trailer at a at a friend of mine's house. Okay. And to be in my defense, I was misled because we switched between this and Saturday Night Live, and and they the the person I was with referred to the referred to this trailer again i was still totally wrong nailed
0: it yeah killing it okay sounding so with board home of the facts today when i saw the other movie i'm going to bring up next i saw deadpool um i saw a dope trailer for a cool movie they did a first <laughs> or the first first person action film how many
2: fire emojis you give the trailer like six. It looks great <laughs> It looks pretty good. so brutal oh, and oh I heard about so, this
0: one. First first person action movie
1: uh, Excuse so. me Doom had a first person sequence um, No
0: the <laughs> entire movie is It didn't made. work in Doom Excuse no, I know. me Who <laughs> no. knew um, It's probably not the first I'm sure actually there's been a bunch of fucking indie action
1: I think they movies. fought the rock in first person In Doom I'm pretty sure <laughs> The Rock was a big character in that. I never watched. He it. was like the watch. bad guy. I always thought he was the main character. I I should actually oh, maybe, watch that. Movie. God damn it! It's been so long. Um. So,
0: but the clearly, is, I there's cared. A, there's a dope movie called. Um... Oh shit! I, <laughs> I, I literally the, the Keenan and Kel shit, dude. This is up. a great episode of Ted Talks <laughs> movies. <laughs> <laughs> was it called
2: Doom? No,
0: it was not Doom. <laughs> I don't even remember
1: what it was called. <laughs> oh, Google it. I bet you can find it with I, Google no, with first remember. person action movie. I have
0: it written in my phone, but my phone died. All right, like here.
1: Look it up, ago. Ted. <laughs> first. Save, save of ex- this segment. <laughs> Ted, Ted Talks has become Josh Googles' yeah, first person that's enough, action that's a movie. Segment,
2: Josh Google's. That's like every segment.
1: Hardcore.
0: Oh, yeah, Hardcore Henry. Holy shit. The name of the movie is Hardcore (laughs) Henry? It's Hardcore Henry. Damn. Yeah, so it starts off, this guy, like, comes back to life or whatever. He's been turned into, like, a cyborg. That's that's horrifying.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's so
0: brutal looking. And it looks like it's just, like, sitting in a room with all your friends and, like, passing the controller around while playing first-person shooters. Like, the fucking timing of grenade throws and everything. It's so silly. It, uh. And, like, it plays like a video game, or it, it mo- looks like a video game would play. It could be terrible, or it could be really fucking fun. I would
1: definitely go see that in theaters with a bunch of friends. I I'm, seeing, I'm awesome. seeing a still of a first person, like, holding a gun to someone's head while pulling on their no- nose with pliers. Yeah, no, that looks Oh, right. God. All right. Yeah, it's, it's right. going
0: to be gratuitously violent. Um, but, so, that looks dope trailer-wise. Movie-wise, I saw Deadpool today. So um, what do you think about Deadpool? It was awesome. It was, yeah? it was a perfect Deadpool um, representation, I thought. Because, you know, he's such a weird character. Uh, he talks. He, he breaks his fourth wall all the fucking time. He spends <coughs> the entire <coughs> time <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> uh, talking to himself. Um, I think we've got a dumpster
1: this episode. I don't yeah. know about this.
2: Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> These are the best episodes. Mm. TED Talks is the action hour, we should, everybody. Can we make a spin-off TED Talks?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure it'll be Googleable and everything. Yeah, Ted Talks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, there's not already a podcast called Ted no Talks. There's no way there's not a podcast That's why we just call Ted it Ted... Talks. It should be called Ted Talks Movies. Ted Talks Movies. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we like,
1: go. Ted Talks Colon Movies? Ted Talks Cinema. Ted Talks <laughs> Films. <laughs> yeah. Ted Talks Colons? Ted Talks Colons. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's oh, what we God. really want to get down to. Oh, God. So, it's all out of control. So, to bring
0: that all around, <laughs> Deadpool, definitely, uh, definitely good. It's really funny, um, they they did kind of <clears throat> the similar thing with um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, it was a big surprise to everyone, like, oh, wow, well, this is different than a lot of um, the superhero movies that kind of changed the formula, um, he does that, or they do that a lot, and it makes fun of it really effectively. Um, like the opening sequence is, is hilarious because um, essentially it's like a freeze frame of an action shot that happens later in the movie. And mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be saying like all the actor names, it's just like some British villain. And then it's like the bodacious cameo and shit like that. Um, it just, it says that rather than any of the actors. Um, and then it's like directed by an overpaid douchebag or something like <laughs> was. It was very, very Deadpool. I thought they mm-hmm. played well to the character. Um, and Ryan Reynolds is hilarious, and uh, I thought it was really great. <clears throat> Highly recommended. Okay.
2: I've been hearing good things. I was, yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's been pretty positively received I so didn't, far. Yeah, I didn't go yeah. see it. Um, it's the highest
0: yeah. grossing R-rated film, I think, yet, ever. So hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That it's was very like very
2: violent and very funny. Yeah. It does seem to be, like, hugely popular it's even here like every I drove by you know I was when I was driving around this weekend every time I drove by the movie theater it was just fucking packed like the in and, and fucking yeah. fairbanks like the, you know that in the middle really of the day happen. like the movie theater is just fucking packed like, That's damn. crazy um so I figured yeah, it was so- I figured it was for that movie
0: Definitely. It's, uh, no doubt. I mean, there was something like 12 showings at the theater here wow. just today on a oh, Monday. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Um, it was crazy. Uh, so I would highly recommend oh. that. If you're into inappropriate humor, um, very, very funny, inappropriate jokes, and a lot of violence, Deadpool's a good way to go. Um, last thing to talk about now that we're at fucking... So, many minutes. Talking <laughs> so, so much. many minutes. So many minutes. So many minutes. I've been watching a really not very good show I started, <laughs> uh, and I want to just talk about how not good it is and why. I've been watching Marco Polo. It's a Netflix original. Okay, mm. about Marco yeah, Polo, I've seen it you know, on there. Famous
2: explorer. Wait, is it, about, yeah, is it about the infamous pool game? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's just literally
0: three seasons of, like, Six-year-olds playing Marco Polo <laughs> with their parents who are hiding, it, but it, but it's on... elimination Marco Polo. Yeah, but it's oh. elimination. So it's, when it's you like die, you get lasered.
2: Laser it's like um, <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like those cooking shows except with more death, way more death. <laughs> yeah, way Marco more Polo death. would approve. You no, know, yeah, one of my Polo. main
2: objections to those cooking shows is not enough death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's I would be much more into it if it was like, you're eliminated, and they... Now just we like, cook like, him! All right, grenade!
0: cooks the people that whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ooh, Wow. Sounds way better. Um, yeah, but uh, along with, you know, the pool game, uh, they talk about Explore Marco Polo and Kublai Khan and all that. Um, and uh, it's so fucking white. Most of the actors are Mongolian or Chinese, but... All they speak is English. But hmm. to make sure you remember, you know, it's in a foreign land. It's
1: all with a British accent.
2: <laughs> like, it. Yeah. It's what? So dumb.
0: I hate that shit
1: so much. Okay. So so why are you still watching it?
0: Oh, it's terrible, but I have nothing <laughs> better to do, so I'm just going through it. Don't honestly. have any other shows to watch? Uh, I'm running low. I've got to, like, shuffle through. Um, Did you watch Better Call Saul yet? No, that's on there. But I figured, you know, I might as well just burn through this one and finish it because I'm almost done anyways, I'm sure. Uh, I hope. Fuck, I hope. Um, <laughs> but just to see so I can give an accurate portrayal of my okay. bitch about it. Okay. Just to be like, okay. wow, this was... man. It's got some good moments. Um, I really love Mongolian culture. I think it's fascinating. I think they have some really cool art style, um, art styles and whatnot. Uh, <clears throat> and they've done a very good job with the costuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that it's not great the acting's pretty good um there's some nice fight sequences i guess but it's not not exceptional it's kind of lame i just i fucking i hate that shit um the whole like ah different culture we're all gonna speak english but this one's exceptionally annoying because it switches between what should be chinese and mongolian but they all just
2: fucking speak english
1: ha okay do they yeah, have okay.
2: scenes where the chinese characters and the guling characters are talking and they can't understand each other but they're both speaking oh english. my god
0: that would be so funny <laughs>
2: that would be yeah they have like a
0: translator speaking the exact same thing to them yeah <laughs> that would be hilarious i wish no I, that would be way better you know they my, just my favorite uh,
2: nonsensical english speaking moment in television is is, huh. like, one of the last... or whatever fucking season of Lost it was where uh, the uh, Korean couple dies and their last words they speak to each other are all in English. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's, like... I, it's just so fucking... <laughs> oh, jeez. That that's and right. And that I one even, that. Like, like... Yeah, the, like, cause, with cause them the, Yeah, because, like, the husband was... like, he had to learn how to speak English throughout the show. Yeah, that's right. Because he only spoke Korean in the beginning. I don't remember if she didn't she she spoke english, english? but he didn't yeah. know it yeah and then he whatever. learned eventually but then like when they're dying together and holding each other they're speaking english to each other I'm like that wouldn't yeah, happen <laughs> but out of all shows you know lost is definitely <laughs> yeah. up there for some yeah. of the
1: worst decisions ever mm. it's hilarious man so what ted, a disaster that was <laughs> so ted i want you to keep talking but i want you to talk to me about some music we're moving on we're moving okay. into music now ted talks sounds
2: <laughs> i heard ted this one talks, Cool. It was a bird. Cool. What kind of <laughs> <laughs> Nern, Probably Nern. One <laughs> <A nerd>. of <laughs> those.
0: Uh, Ted has given up listening to music those... and has
1: started listening to uh, bird sounds on yeah. tape. One of those yeah, majestic you know. California <laughs> <laughs> nerns, using his Walkman.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. My my Zune,
0: his no eight way. track.
2: Are those the ones that go? <laughs>
0: yeah. No, they're just kind of like. Oh. No <laughs> Is it's that... actually just like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're really good at Nerd. Yeah, yeah I know all the Nerd sounds.
2: <laughs> so
0: that's what I've been listening to. Those cool. Sounds. Um, uh, I have also listened to a little music. Um. Not too much this week. You'll probably skip I've been, that. spent too much time fucking watching bad TV, honestly. <laughs> um, mm. Priorities. Yeah. Yeah. So all I really listened to, I went through the uh, TV on the radio discography, um, or most of it. The first uh, the three first albums. <laughs> <laughs> The first one album. The, the third album, actually. Only that one. Uh,
1: so, no, so only, only to up the, to our
0: album of the week? Only up to our album of the okay. week. Because um, I was going to listen to the next one, and then I was going to... Start seeds and then probably agree with you about it being terrible or whatever. But I didn't even get around to it. So why do you assume you time. would just
2: agree with me? Wow, you're such a bandwagon hopper, nah. hopper, honor. <laughs> yeah, ba ba. Why don't you? Why don't you wake up? <laughs> 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 yeah, develop your own taste. Wake
0: up, people. <laughs> um,
2: Shh, yeah. So I didn't get around to
0: it. I was I was gonna listen to it to see whether or not I agreed or disagreed more than anything. Um, but you generally have a pretty good idea of my taste. So if you tell them I'm going to not like something you are often I didn't correct, tell you you were going to not like it.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. You know, cool. to clarify my I was just trolling acting, you. I actually think Seeds is the best TV on the radio album. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I would. God oh, damn it. <laughs> That's what I
0: listen to. What you listen to, guys?
1: I listen to a lot of TV on the radio as well. Uh, I've realized that they're one of those bands that I can kind of go back to, and and a lot of their albums offer different things for me, but they're all kind of oddly comforting, despite how dystopian some of them are. We'll get into that a little later on, I'm sure. I also uh, spent some more time with Kanye because I was getting excited about the life of Pablo. Did we figure out why he named it that? Is it Pablo Escobar or Pablo? And Pablo and likely I Picasso.
2: I think it sounds like it's yeah. likely Picasso, yeah. That would make sense. I like the idea of it being Pablo Neruda, though. I don't... don't, Yeah, I don't think it is.
1: (laughs) Okay, you can keep going now. Yeah, probably (laughs) not. Those are the big ones. Um, Which which Kanye did you listen to? Mostly Dropout and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, because I think those albums are awesome. Um, Yeah, I... I haven't really done much new music. I'm like... (laughs) Struggling against my instincts to hunker down with things music, that I like. The music these days just sucks. Am I right? Yeah, right. Jeez. Don't get kids listen to good music? <laughs> yeah. Don't you <laughs> yeah, know man, anything if, with if nice l- sounds? L- let's talk about about good music. Like what won the awards at the Grammys this year? Oh, geez.
2: Are we gonna go through that? No, wondering. we're not. Okay. Uh, you,
1: yeah, we could do that next time.
2: Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. that we're, will we're make best album that will make this let's do the best album no, 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 no. best no, we, let's make, do it it's later gonna, it's gonna make uh, this, if, if anything we,
1: it's gonna make this uh, episode anything, way too long yeah throne. if anything ah. we do that we do that during news that's fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Kevin you're the only one who still listens to music yeah
2: <laughs> no i told you i hate music now it's or at least new music. Dude, it's all Led Zeppelin all day for me. <laughs>
1: Zeppelin dude. 4. Yeah, dude, nothing,
2: Zeppelin <laughs> Zeppelin 4, nothing else. Skinner. Fuck Give me that Skinner. Fuck the rest, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now I, lis- I, I listen I listen my... to some stuff.
1: Okay. All right, what sort of
2: stuff? Oh, you want more details. <laughs> yeah, I want some details. Well, uh, I also listen to a lot of the TV on the radio discography in preparation for this little ep here. Ah, um, uh, the ep yeah. of the pod. <laughs> yeah, the, the pod ep. Uh, I also listen to an album by a uh, new group called Nonkeen. That was called The Gamble. That's a new release. I'm going to try to look up who all was in that. I know... Uh Nils Fromm was in that who's a uh a, oh, a composer um who's had some really cool music. Uh, it's some really cool uh <clears throat> mix of like uh electronic and um, modern classical stuff, kind of similar to the stuff uh Nils Fromm does, but a little more on the electronic side, and it's pretty it's got some cool jammy qualities. I really liked that album. Um what else did I listen to? I also have uh, in my car, I've been listening to a lot of the album uh, "Chance of Rain" by Laurel Halo. Who's another uh, electronic musician? She's sort of like experimental house with a lot of like analog synths and stuff. And it's uh, she's got a lot of weird jazz influence on her stuff. That kind of like peeks its way in. Uh, really interesting sounding music great stuff to like you know play really loudly and listen to like how the sounds change and sift through the <laughs> change and sift through my terrible explanation of this fucking music. Camden. Jesus Christ. What? Camden,
0: how hard is it to hear all those sounds shift and change through your car's speakers? Oh man, it's pretty fucking hard, I'll tell you. <laughs> those speakers are pretty exceptional. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I've been listening to it while I drive, and I've also been listening to it on headphones. Um, I assumed. <laughs> yeah, she's a really, uh, really interesting artist. I would check that out if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, those are two main ones I've been listening to in my free time. Uh, most most of the other stuff I've been listening to I've talked about on here before, so I'll just skip it. Uh, yeah.
1: Skip it. Skip it. Skip it. skip Skip it skip all right all right then i guess we'll go straight into uh our tv on the radio talk um so this week we're gonna be (laughs) just kidding just kidding (laughs) so this week we're gonna be talking about we're, we're gonna be actually trying something new and ideally when you listen to this there will be some clips some samples from the album in the background uh because, because of our our, our our little snafu earlier where I stopped my recording, I actually don't have an accurate reading on the time coding, so if you guys want to make sure you get it for me and pass it Ooh, my way, that would sure. be real helpful. I mean, I so guys, back- TV on Sorry. the radio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I, okay. I have... Okay.
2: So I want to bring this up. I have a... Point of contention with this band because, okay. as a radio station engineer, I know there is no TV. Fucking <laughs> fact, you cannot put TV on the radio. So, these guys are goddamn liars. Liars. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. commies. It's, all, it's all I have to say about this. It's un American. <laughs>
1: un-american <laughs>
2: yeah. on American, you know i, I just want to, once... to make that clear before we go to this album discussion that i believe i once un-American.
1: listened to uh to all of star wars A New hope over the radio yeah but you so did that's not kind see, of like a movie you did not see star wars that's not tv
2: <laughs> that's radio on a
0: radio that's <laughs> radio radio
2: <laughs> yeah I'm just saying. Oh these are, man, these are the things I've learned while working here. Facts. Some things
1: I've learned. Oh man, I know this it's is a not band knowledge, but <laughs> this is a band. TV on the Radio is kind of an interesting group. They're uh, they've been around since 2003, uh, which was when they debuted with their first EP, Young Liars, and I think they've got five studio albums uh, that came out after that. Uh, this one, Dear well, yeah. Science. Okay, Calculator before. You know, oh, that's true. The self-release uh, OK Calculator. Yeah. Not counting OK Calculator, uh, just counting their albums. This was the third album uh, and sort of the middle child as of 2014 when they released uh, their fifth album, Seeds. There are, are uh, I think, something like uh, four or five core members to TV on the radio. Uh, the major vocalist is Tunde Adabimpe. Uh there's a, a guy on guitars, keyboards, um, and and I think he does some of their looping, uh, named David Andrew Citek. Uh There's Kit Malone who does vocals and uh, guitars, the bass again, um, <laughs> the Jaleel bass. da Bass, Jaleel Buntin, and uh, they previously had a bass player and keyboard player named Gerard Smith who died in 2011 but he was on this album so it's probably worth mentioning. Um they've kind of been getting quite a bit of attention at positive critical attention uh particularly starting with their third album, Return to Cookie Mountain. Um and a lot of second. people would would
0: Yeah, it's their second album. That
1: was... Second uh, that we're talking about. Third yeah, album. yeah, second. All right, just yes, third is, God damn it, I'm We're going to
0: establish the rules in the universe. Yeah.
1: I am yeah. clearly confusing myself already. So, second album, third official release, counting Young Liars. Uh, and a lot of people that I've talked to feel that Return to Cookie Mountain was, was their best um, and, and really their high point. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of love for that album too. I, I love just how dystopian it feels and I love the way it starts. It's so dark and like heavy. Um they a lot of their albums have a ton of guest contributors. Um David Bowie was on co- returned to cookie mountain. He was. Uh he yeah, I was. Heard that. Um on on Dear Science, uh, I don't know who their guests were. I I actually haven't looked it up. Although it sounds like uh, Colin Stetson and Matana Roberts were both on it, what? based on based Where? on this list to to talk about uh, people that we've already mentioned in the past. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't have uh, the the specific tracks they were on, yeah. but uh, Colin Stats, Stetson, Matana Roberts. And a ton of a ton of other people, like like a lot of other bands, they're kind of one of those groups that has like a core, and then for every album they bring together another group of people around them. Uh, a, another example, I believe, I believe Arcade Fire works in much the same way. Uh, Nine Inch Nails is is Trent Reznor and whoever he likes this week. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age had a similar thing. Those last couple were really focused around a single person, but but the idea is is very similar. Dear Science, though, um, this was an album that I—it wasn't my my first album with them. I started with Nine Types of Light, and I'm not even sure that I would I would say it's my favorite. But I think it has a lot of really interesting tracks that I I love a whole lot. Uh, apparently, the name came from Kit Malone. Um, or rather it came from, Kip Malone said that the name came from, from Dave Sitek, who wrote, uh, like a note in the studio that said, dear science, please start solving problems and curing diseases or shut the fuck up. Uh, which I appreciated. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what general information I can offer here. This is a kind of an interesting band, but it's it's not like one of those groups where you can you can just like focus in on one person and talk about their career. They've done a whole bunch of different stuff. They've they've worked with a lot of pe- different people, and they've all got their side projects. This particular thing was uh, was received very well critically. Uh, Rolling Stone, uh, The Guardian, Spin Magazine, uh, The Onion, AV Club, MTV. Entertainment Weekly, they all gave it Album of the Year uh, in 2008.
0: Wait, did you say The Onion gave it Album
1: of the Year? The, the Onion a- AV, AV Club. Club. Okay, I yeah. just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing. The The Reader's Poll on Pitchfork uh, gave it Album of the Year as well. Um, and and then, like, Enemy gave it second best, and Planet Sound gave it fourth best. Uh, after this album, they immediately went on a hiatus. Um... For, for about two years before coming back with their next album. Uh, I don't know, man. It's a it's an interesting thing. And it, a lot of the tracks show up in other places. Um, DLZ showed up in Breaking Bad, yep. for instance. Great fucking
2: use of that song. Awesome use of that song. When did that happen? Or uh, it seen most episode 10, in,
1: season 2, I yeah, think. Yeah,
2: it's in the episode. It's right after... The scene happens where he confronts the guy who's buying all the uh like meth lab equipment in the in the uh oh Barnard yeah store. God, that was so fucking. where he good. like goes outside and fucks yeah, up his was, car like, i think World. World. yeah World. yeah
1: yeah yeah it's a so fucking good it's a cool thing and and i'd love to hear what you guys think about it there's a lot of tracks on here that i i like a whole lot um and we can we can get into that a little bit if we want, but I'd I'd love to kind of hear your your opinions, uh, Camden. When you first told me about TV on the Radio, it was uh, it was Nine Types of Light that you sent to me, but at that time you you also told me that this was uh, your favorite album.
2: Yeah, I was so I went back and so TV on the Radio is a band I haven't like really really listened to for years, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I I was never like huge into these guys. But they were definitely something I listened to a lot more frequently, you know, four or five years ago. Um, So I, yeah, I was trying to think about, because I remember saying that, and I remember, like, it having that mental place, you Mm -hmm. know, as my, like, oh, this is my favorite TV on the radio album. But I, like, before this week, I hadn't really gone back and listened to everything. And, uh, Yeah. yeah, so after going through the whole discography again, um, I, I'm gonna say the, their first four and the Young Liars EP. I like all these albums quite a bit, but I think in that group, this is actually my least favorite of all of those four. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, just because, like, I, f- I find myself more drawn to songs, like, it, it, specific songs on the other album than I do, uh, on, on all the
1: other albums than I do this one. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah. The uh there there are a couple um on this album that really stand out to me. Yeah. and that I think are yeah, me too, are me some too. of the the best they've they've done. Uh, but like in terms of their general like experimental sound, I could see that this not really being where you you find your favorite. Yeah.
2: Um yeah, and like I said, it's got a lot of stuff I really like, but I think yeah, after listening to everything and yeah, I, I don't want to make that ranking sound like I don't like the song cuz I still have like a good opinion of it. Um, but you know, I would I would find myself I think now if I was going to go listen to TV on the radio, I would find myself going to the first two, uh, <clears throat> or even nine types of light, which I actually really really love, and I think wasn't mm-hmm. as well received as their other three. Um, I deeply love nine types of light. I do too. I think I, my, I think I think, it's, I think it's underrated. Um, it's pretty close to my favorite of theirs because I think I think it really. Did really well with their, uh, you know, sort of movement into a more, um, like, moving their, like, art rock sound with, like, the mix of post punk and funk and stuff into, like, something more accessible. But it was one of those albums that did that in a really great way where I feel like it had all the elements that made them interesting, but also came I out with, with songs that were more that. immediate. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, which is something we've talked about before, which I think is cool. Um, yeah, so I actually like that album a ton, but I can get started talking about, uh, uh, this one. Um, don't care for it. Zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, my, my general opinion of this one is there are like four or five songs on here that I think are great. That I really, really love. And, uh, I am kind of, not maybe a little better than lukewarm but like i can listen to the rest of it but like nothing really hops out and grabs me as much as uh the songs that i really really like and i think there there are like parts in the album where it's kind of like a slog for me to get through uh Mm -hmm. just because i think like certain tracks maybe for me like go on a little too long are uh don't really do what i would uh you know want them to do like there's there's definitely some tracks in here that I wish had like more um more climactic builds for example on a few particular songs um but the songs that are on like like I think you said Josh like there are songs on here that I think are some of the best songs they they have um but like yeah as it comes together as an album I just don't like it as much as you know the other of those that first group of four albums uh, so that's like yeah, that's like okay.
1: a you know. A I s- I think I think that's how I feel about it. I think that's uh that's one of the things that I run into with this album as well is that I don't think it is a. I think it has some some trouble being an album. I feel like a lot of the mood shifts, yeah, kind of catch me by surprise in yeah. a weird way. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't um, it doesn't sound totally cohesive to me, and, and I, I, I I don't like the end of the album that much. I no. think yeah. I think I you think mean like the, just the, th- the last track or the last two tracks. I'm not huge on. You don't like DLZ? DLZ is the third from the end. No, I it's love not. DLZ. Yeah, it is. You're thinking if you're looking on Spotify that has bonus tracks on it. The I'm last looking track, on the last uh, track on the album is Lover's Day. Okay the the cut that I'm looking at has uh, Dogs of Light on it. Oh, I mine yeah. I don't okay. Know that one. I did yeah, not know that song. I'm looking at the standard, Yeah, I guess it, I guess it, it must have uh, I guess I guess it must have just been included as standard on the uh the iTunes version, but it had Dogs of Light. I like DLZ a whole lot. I'm not yeah. a big fan of Lover's Day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Lovers Day was
1: kinda of weak for me. <clears throat> okay, well Ted, what did you what did you think about the album? I don't I don't know too much about uh about your history with this band. Um, I don't
0: really have a history with this band, so I came in, just, um, this is my first proper sit-down with them. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've heard you talk about them for years, so it was, I was excited to check them out, and they played at Capitol Hill when we were there, but I was watching uh, Death Heaven. <laughs> yeah, we it? went to Death Heaven. Yeah, I think that's what it was, <laughs> um, which was far louder, so I couldn't really hear uh, TV on the radio. Um so I came in with this uh, pretty uh, excited um would had you know you talking well about them for years remember Camden talking about how there were various sort of um uh there were various influences coming in onto this band and you could see what the influences were I remember how that one guy died and how everybody was really sad about it um as we died of to...
1: lung cancer on April 20th uh,
0: Yep apparently Yeah <laughs> I remember when that happened <sighs> But I didn't know anything about the band then. Um, so this, uh, f- the first listen for me, I didn't like it. Okay. I was I was sort of, um, it, it was a bit of a trudge through. It was g- good, I think, uh, but I had too many years of hype of this mm-hmm. being hyped as like. Well,
1: it, it's band. an interesting thing too because they are a, a weird band. And like, I don't mind that. Like They've uh, got a, a weird, weird sound. That but... Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, it's okay. No, no, I totally understand. I was just clearing my throat, actually. <laughs> um, and I love weird music, so I'm always happy to check it out, and it works for me. Um, <clears throat> I think I just fell into the trap of uh, what it's never intentional, but uh, when someone talks about a thing too much, and when you go mm-hmm. there, you go in with uh, expectations, um, which never pan out. That's kind of how it <laughs> always happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, that first listen was the struggle, and I was really nervous, actually, I texted Ken and I was like, so I don't really like the album that much, um, and he told me to check out the other albums and just go back through it. Um, kind of get a feel
1: was- for the band a little bit more. Yeah,
0: um, and honestly, after the first listen of listening to, or after the first listen, I was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had some moments um, where I thought it dragged too much. Uh, there were certain songs that just did not catch me very well, and uh, I thought it was not a great ending note on a um, mm-hmm. lover's live. Lover's day. day. Yeah, Lover's Day. That's what it was. Um, but other than that, I thought it was good. I mean, they had some particular songs that stood out really strongly. Um, I think their funk influence is nice because funk is – Something I'm hearing a lot in hip hop right now, but I don't hear too many influences um, anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't hear funk very often. Um, I think my main issue with this album specifically um, and the band a little bit is um, something I really don't like having an issue with. Because when I listen to it, I can tell that they started, um, they, they build all these songs through jamming, very much, like they get together and they just fuck around until they find the song and then they build on it, which I love. I think that can make some exceptional music and I think that is like the best way to make music in a lot of ways, because um, it just has the best feelings about it. Um, so when I say I have an issue with it, I mean specifically uh, it shows in their harmonies. Um, Very often they'll have the nice melody um, and then either a female vocalist or um, some uh, male with a very high-pitched, almost soprano voice comes in with sort of a matched harmony and I think it just sounds clunky. Mm
1: -hmm. I I think it's
0: not a smooth decision. And I get why they do it. um, And it feels very sort of young high school garage band harmony to me. That's what it comes across as. And I think... Uh, I, I think there could be better choices. Sometimes it really works very well, but I found myself pretty consistently
2: not like. Do you have like that. a particular moments so you can think of where that happened? Yeah. Are there
0: are there any examples that you exactly. want to bring up? I did. Uh, my my notes um, and the whole track listing system is on my phone, which died. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, I'm useless nice. right now. But I can say honestly, it happened a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I would say. More than half of the album has moments where it happens. So if you listen through, you'll probably catch um, the general idea. I'm sort of trying to describe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I know. What, I think I know
2: what you're talking about. Because um, mm-hmm. one of the things I've always liked about this band is, and I think they've done it really, really well in, in certain areas, is uh, just coming up with. What I think are like very unique vocal harmonies, not mm-hmm. not like people harmonizing with each other, but just like the um you know the vocal patterns are are really unique. I think they do that best. Their unique vocal parts. I think they do that best on Return to Cookie Mountain. Um, yeah, that's and I love Cookie Mountain because and I think it the, was like very- the vocals on that are just you know the way they're performed is like so. Uh, I don't clear. know it, it feels
0: It feels more constructive
2: Yeah And it's just uh, It's very It's very um, You don't really expect You know Choruses and stuff To go the way they do And then you hear them And they they You know They sound really interesting And they kind of like Bring you in And they I think they do that really well at A bunch of times on this album I just don't, don't think They do it to the same extent But I, just, mm-hmm. I think that's a cool aspect Of this band And they do it a lot uh, Like I, I like their Their vocal performances Are are usually pretty interesting and their choices, choices of, like, what to do with choruses and, like... Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: which I think, for the most part, is a good choice. But it, it happened far more often than
2: I would have liked yeah. it to. I'm okay. like, that's what what are, so what you're you're talking, about, talking about people joining uh, okay. in, like, people singing together. Mm. Yeah, okay. singing,
0: like, the, the proper, like, we're singing a chorus, and then I'm going to be down here, and I'm going to be up here. That's sort of okay. Moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: It, it Why don't we talk down about down. A, a few specific songs on here? Because I get the, the feeling that... There are going to be some that that most of us like, but we we may have some disparity in the things that we pick out yeah, and, and I mean, like it's here. Be fun <laughs> <laughs> because because I think like I know for me when I listen to a TV on the radio album the first time through, like I don't get all of it, yeah. and it's it's yeah. only on repeat listens that it, like it, my understanding fills out. Like the first time I listened to Nine Types of Light, I think I liked like two tracks on it. Yeah, and then as I listened to that album more, like. Now I've come to the point where I, I have, like, parts that I like about everything. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that, that that happens with this band in particular for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to talk about the the tracks that stood out to everybody. Okay. Like, um, one that I'll mention, uh, track three, Dancing shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a riff in that one. When the riff kicks in in that, I really love that. Yeah, like I like that moment a lot. Um, Dancing Truth had a
0: couple good moments in it. Uh, I thought overall as a song didn't really work for me. Yeah, yeah. I think it was
2: the chorus was just kind of obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I okay, see, I could see that being obnoxious, but this is actually one of my favorite songs, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> um, not okay. Maybe I won't say favorite, but it's one that I really, really like. Okay. Um, and this is one I remember really liking when I was first listening to this album and I, it still like clicks for me, but I can see that, like, I was thinking that like last night when I was listening to this album too, I was thinking like that, you know, the way some parts of that song are performed, it's like, oh, om- like it almost like borders on cheesy for me, like the way they're doing it. But yeah, and that's uh, uh, for it. some reason, like for me, the execution works and I think it comes off as a really, uh, like catchy and fun song and i really like the uh horns at the end and just how like mm-hmm. like swift and like danceable that song is like yeah I totally totally yeah. yeah yeah that's that's one i actually, i think um
1: did you have anything else you want to say about that song um sorry i oh, the, to, like, the cut you off the anything. initial kicking in the, of the riff is what really like makes that song catch in my brain for yeah. in in my brain and i i think that's something that happens a lot uh on this album in particular mm-hmm. um uh, this was also one of the songs that I was into uh, when I first started listening to this album. Yeah. Like, I, I think the the catchier, more like slightly more fast paced things that they did were what what like hooked me mm-hmm. and and let me listen to some of the other things and kind of uh, come to appreciate them. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have a, a whole lot more specific to add about that track though. It was one of the big singles from this though. Yeah, this yeah, it was one of the singles, huh? Yeah, it was it it was performed on the Colbert Report in two thousand nine. The Colbert Report. Ooh. <laughs> um, and oh, the good old it, it's days. It's definitely one of the the notable tracks from yeah. the album. Um, I was going to point out that I think uh,
2: the opener of this album, "Halfway Home," is amazing. Yeah. This yeah this to me is like, I think this like when I came back and started listening to this album when that. When I was listening to that track, I was, like, so excited. I was, like, oh, man, this probably is my favorite TV on the radio. (laughs) Um,
1: So, I don't know. It's it's just one of not? Are you not huge on that one? No, I like it. But but it's one of those things, like, first of all, I really love the opener track to every album they have. Yeah. Like, every single one. I think the opener to Nine Types of Light is incredible. Oh, yeah. I think the the opener to Return to Cookie Mountain just like does such an amazing job of setting the tone for that album. Like that first line is so dark. The the I was a lover before this war. Yep, that singing voice terrible. Like <laughs> bottom tier, bottom tier singing voice. But I think I think that like sets the tone so well. I think they do an sure. incredible job of of opening tracks. And But this one just feels weird to me, and I like really? it, but I don't know oh, why man, oh man, yeah, it's, I like it it's so mm, good'
2: I, it's, uh, I liked it
0: a lot actually I, yeah but I think uh I think you were mentioning earlier that the the album didn't feel very sort of cohesive, mm-hmm. um, and I liked this one, but I thought this and most of the ones I liked didn't seem to really stick to the album mm. okay. um, yeah,
2: though I might be the only one that thinks that, yeah. This yeah, this song to me is just like a really great example of what's interesting about their sound because you have mm-hmm. sort of like the you know very post-punky instrumentation and then you have like the da 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 yep, yep, which yep, is yep. fucking weird and like it's such a weird thing to use as a backing to that and then uh like on the choruses and stuff like the vocal melody he's doing is like just kind of strange but it like really works. And then mm-hmm. it, like, builds up to the end where it kind of, like, breaks out and they start, like, jamming louder and faster. And I don't know. I Like, I really like this one because it has, like, a nice progression throughout it that goes places I really like. Which is, you know, something they do on other ones, but, you know, they don't really go where I'd want. And, um, yeah, it, it gets me really pumped for the album every time I listen to it. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorites. I think it's a it, great it... opener.
1: It definitely has a terrific build, right? Yeah, it has yeah. a, an amazing build, and I think that's another thing that they do really well. Um, yeah. Another another track where that where like the build works perfectly for me, and this is one that I don't know if you guys will like, but uh, but is one of my favorite TV on the Radio songs. Love dog, uh, <laughs> love dog, right? <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> I love the way Love Dog builds. Yeah, I love the way that you go from the beginning to like the end that just has this sort of like kind of like vocal mist. Hanging in the background, or or like acoustic mix, a of, of just kind of like this sort of sound fog that has built up uh, around the, the lyrics, like and it it works to get there, and I I, I have so much love for
2: that track. Yeah, no, I I agree. I like I like the way that song evolves too. That's that's another one that I think is one that's really well done. Um, one of the, you know one of the longer tracks on the album that's that's done really well. Yeah, song that builds really nicely
0: is always good. That one yeah. hadn't grabbed me, but I, I need to. I'll go back and check mm. it out because it mm. sounds like all the qualities I enjoy. Um, so it should be one that it's that I like. Maybe I was distracted.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. Every now and then they do just this really, like sad feelings ballad mm-hmm. thing that works incredibly well um, on 9 types of light i think it's uh, it's will do yeah. does the same thing for me uh, yeah god i fucking love that song yeah. you should listen to 9 Very types of light it's good. No, it Ted. sounds like it's a good one to like, that, that is a really great album Yeah, um, yeah i love love dog i love the way that track builds um so you love dog <laughs> i love dog i love dog <laughs> uh,
0: dog uh, is my co-pilot <laughs>
1: um I'm, i i think the lyrics on crying are really good I don't know that I like the I song that much.
2: Oh man, I love crying. <laughs> really? See, really, for me, like I love the first three songs of this album.
1: Really? Okay, yeah, and then you just yeah. don't like the, yeah, the middle chunk. Uh,
2: no, I like I like things sprinkled throughout, but it kind of like drops off in consistency for me mm. after that. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I really like those three songs. Uh, I really like "Halfway Home," "Crying," and "Dancing." shoes i always want to say
1: shoes well that's because they talk about dancing shoes <laughs> yeah they do they do it's shoes.
2: true um it's confusing but then like as it goes on like i yes like stork and owl i don't know why that's track number four i don't know if you guys like this song but i don't even remember it frankly <laughs> honestly i have a hard time remembering it i
1: one of yeah. the most forgettable tracks on the album yes I which would is, say. i just think is like weird with the
2: track placing like it's so close to the front um like the only thing i remember is like they have the little plucked string part like but like the song doesn't for, like i don't really think the song really goes anywhere um and yeah it's kind of a a boring track to stick that early in the album um it's, and it's yeah slow like, on, too. like every like, like every one of my listens like it's just hasn't done anything for me um, drops off
1: yeah. i I think I like the lyrics to it like when I read the lyrics or when I hear them I like them but i, sure. I I'm with you it doesn't really stick mm-hmm. um what do you guys yeah. think of uh golden age you know <laughs> it, too. it was one of the songs that like the 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 energy of it yeah got me got me to listen to the album again uh-huh. but like i think i don't I don't think it it is among my favorite tracks. Yeah, um, I. Golden Age is one of those songs. It's like, weird.
2: I really fish covers I it. Really, yeah. I really want to like this song a lot. Yeah, but, like I think it's fine. Like I'll listen to it, but I feel like if I heard another version of it or they had like changed some things around, like it could be something I really really liked.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it. Yeah, but in, in its format on this album, it sounds like a lot of really cool ideas that just didn't really come together in a way that like appealed to me. Um, That's, that's actually like kind of a better way of what I was
0: trying to describe this whole sort of like band getting together and jamming where it's, you've got the ideas, but it's not, they're not smoothed out. They're not. Mm
1: -hmm. Fish played it one month ago at their show (laughs) in, in, they played it a lot, man, but they played it a month ago in Barcelona. Or in Mexico, rather Barcelona, Maya Pl- Beach, Barcel- Barcelo. God damn it! Yeah. I'm just off today. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Yeah, no, oh, it's it's that... it's it's not my favorite. Uh, yeah, I, like it, like, yeah, it's I got like... elements, it's got energy. Yeah, um, yeah. All right,
2: and and like I I would understand, like I can understand how people would really like that song because I can see like what's appealing about it. It's just like how it's thrown together, to me didn't really uh, didn't really work. Um, I have a similar problem with Family Tree.
1: Oh, I love Family Tree. Cuz I I actually really Short like Family, Family too. Tree too. Oh, the lyrics in Family Tree are, are I, okay, so dark. I I like
2: the song a lot, but it's I wish it was different. <laughs>
1: <But> yeah,
2: <laughs> I like I really love the base of this song, like what it's constructed out of. It. I think it's is I don't think this is like the main example of I think this doesn't really go anywhere with its length yeah um, yeah yeah that's that's the reason why i main, just... that's my main problem with it but like yeah like I'll still listen to the song and this is the one of the ones I remember listening to a lot when I was first listening to this album like this is one of the ones that comes to
1: mind all the time uh i think I think the line hanging from the gallows of your family tree is kind of genius like is is like such an interesting line it's it's like yeah. I was I was talking with uh with one of my friends about um The National's last album and about how the track off that one Demons is kind of in a lot of ways the ultimate realization of the National of, of of the singer's like sad sadness about being in the like Sad, sad, like, his like sad, sad. His, 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 his sad sadness. like dadhood, right? Like like this this feeling of entering a phase of your life and like looking back and seeing what you've lost. Um and 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 like there, there's two lines in it where like I'm secretly in love with everyone that I grew up with, is one of right. those lines that is just fucking brilliant. Like like it encap- it encapsulates this feeling and this experience so well. And uh and um, when i walk into a room i do not light it up because because like that is like i remember when i was younger and i could like command attention and be the center of, of people's focus very comfortably and very easily and i can't do that anymore and i've lost that and i think that this line hanging from the gallows of your family tree to me is very similar because it 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 sort of approaches this um this sense of of and it doesn't commit to it because I, I think it's not an idea that's really explored very well um, but it it approaches this sense of your life being in so many ways determined by things that are beyond your control sure yeah right like there there is no way for someone who comes from a like alright I, I think it's Kate Winslow who's it it came out like i'm going places Uh, it came out it came out recently that um there is a clause in her contract her filming contracts that states that whenever one of two nfl teams i think it's like the patriots and the 49ers i can't remember which are in the super bowl she can take a break from filming and go see those games Okay. Because her mom's her mom owns the Patriots and her dad owns the 49ers. Yeah. Right?
0: God, she's rich.
1: Right. And because she is so rich and wealthy, she is literally free to do whatever she wants and dedicate as much time as she she possibly can or would like to to, like, honing her craft as an artist. Which is mm-hmm. something that is so much harder for people that don't start with with those advantages, right? That That don't have a way to uh, to to live without being actively successful or actively having uh, an income from from working a job. So there are so many people in the world that are to use the words from the song hung from the gallows of their family tree because they are they are their, their fate is so dictated by where they've come from and by things completely beyond their control and they can struggle against that and maybe some people will get will get free of that and I think Plenty of people do, but in the grand scheme of things, like in in if you, in the statistics game, those plenty of people are a tiny tiny fraction, and and so many more of us are are set to that fate, right? And and that's kind of my read on that line, um, and and why like I think it's so good, mm-hmm. and 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 a big part of why I like this song so much.
2: Yeah, that's a great that's a great line. Um, the lyrics in general, of this song are really good. Uh, like I said. I I still really like this song. I wish it was released in a different version or like worked on a little bit more, as I do mm. like with some other tracks on this album. But like that one, I, like I'll never skip that song. Definitely not because it's. I I really like the base
1: of it there, like and I like the ideas behind it and all that. Um, I know it Ted sounded wanted... like a, yeah you didn't you didn't like that track too much Ted or the next one. It sounded like you had some feelings about.
0: Uh, yeah, so Family Tree, I I was generally pretty bored by. Um, whether there were good lyrics or um, whether there was nice building there, I, I didn't see it because I was constantly too bored to really pay attention. Mm. Uh, so it sounds like it had good wording. Um, it had a lot of potential, but as it is now, I think it's not a great song, and it was never really... One I wanted to spend any time with. Um, I assume the next one is Red Dress, yeah. which is why you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, that song was so annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> like out of all of the ones on the album, every time it started, like oh, this fucking song started again. Um, I don't know what particularly. I don't... Is that one of the ones that had a really heavy flute moment? Uh, it never... had a lot. It has a lot of horns
2: on it and stuff.
0: Yeah, and I like. I, I enjoy like a good flautist is awesome. Some good fluting. I don't remember the flute on that one. <laughs>
1: oh, I don't you know, know do if it's
0: Red Dress that has it. Um, I'm just kind of speculating because there, there was one song or two in particular where um, the the flute, I, I think it's too loud more than anything. I think yeah. in the mixing, um, there's too much flute. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't like it. Flute, 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 flute mm-hmm. is all I can think. Yeah. Um, and whether or not that's Red Dress that's something I meant to bring up earlier Red Dress, I just, every time it started i just be like, oh, okay, so we're at this mm. point in the album and then I wait for this to be over and then I move yeah.
2: on Red Dress is not one of my favorites either. Yeah, This album, very much for me I'm not huge on the middle of it yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my main problem Not with it. strong um, Yeah, Red Dress I don't really like Some parts of Red Dress like the way he's singing things remind me of like eighties era red hot chili peppers. <laughs> 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 like something off like mother's milk or something. I don't know huh. what it is. There's like some inflection in his voice that makes me think of uh like the way Anthony Kiedis would sing things back in that time. Um but that being I I don't know. Yeah, and it, it just uh, uh it's it's one of the, you know, more energetic songs in the album. Uh doesn't really get to me in the end though. There are you mentioned, like the uh, the mixing with the flute and stuff, I don't remember if there was flute in this song or two, or anything. But there are a few points in this album where you know they have a lot of instrumentation coming in, mm-hmm. and I feel like the the mix is a little lacking, and it yeah, just kind of it kind of gets all like com- compressed into mix. like just one Here's one all this thing. Down. Yeah, that's
0: which which really pushes which is which of is of hard to do with that much that stuff.
2: I but I think totally yeah, I think with all. In some tracks and a few instances, with all the uh, with all this stuff coming in at once, it kind of gets a little uh, m- like mushed it's, together. It's gray, yeah. it's sort of muddy, which is yeah. a shame because there's a lot of good
0: choices being made. But I think I think it all being brought to the same level is a wrong yeah. choice.
2: And that's that's not a gripe I have with the whole album, but with certain points. Yes, because um, for most of it, I think it sounds really good. Um,
1: do you have any thoughts on Red Dress Josh? <laughs> um, not in particular. Yeah. Uh Red Dress is I think an interesting song in the sure, yeah. I So I think that with a lot of the stuff on TV and the radio, um especially this album, there's a ton of content in the lyrics. There's like Again, you just heard me go off on Family Tree. Yeah. Um, and, and that idea and why I think that's so important, so interesting, and there was much more that I could do there with with other lines in that track. But um Red Dress is kind of weird because it's it's a it's a racial song. It's it's about it's about young black men primarily. Um and it, it I think in part about uh how like how they're used um in in many ways uh by by a system that doesn't necessarily benefit them but i mean if you're not if you're not looking for that then uh i c i could see why it'd be a frustrating song i like it i think it's i think it's a cool track uh i think it it its pacing is really weird uh given that it's surrounded by family tree and love dog mm-hmm. um i I'm not sure it necessarily belongs where it is uh but but like i like it like i like mm. listening to it i'm not going to skip it um yeah like i don't know i think there's there's a lot in in the lyrical content that is very missable particularly in the in the case of red dress where he's actually like slamming through the lines, right? Like mm-hmm. he's he's not he's not kind of luxuriating in the in the way that he does for the first half of the album. Like this sure. is this is a fast-paced track in a an otherwise quite slow album um other than like maybe a a handful of tracks. Or or at least the the album feels quite slow to me in a lot of places. So yeah, I I can I can understand your gripes with it for sure, but like I don't know. I like it. I don't really have serious yeah, gripes as long with as you it. I like it. <laughs> like I
2: not I, I don't like. I didn't skip it either. Really, the only track on this album that I skip is Stork Owl. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like I have things I like about all the other ones. Um. Anyways, <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So we already talked about Love Dog. It's next. Uh, any thoughts on shout me out? I can <laughs> another hear it shrug. In another, another way. Another shrug from Ted. <laughs>
1: Ted gives shrugs. <laughs> uh, I think. I think. Shout me out. In a lot of ways, does a good job of bridging the the two different sort of uh, speeds of the album. Uh, yeah. I think it 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 starts off very slow and does build up in intensity. Yeah, in yeah. a way that I, I found very appealing. Yeah. Um, I think that song's
2: good. Really cool. It's uh I think I think a pretty quality track. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really
1: well, yeah, it's a it's not my favorite track on the album. Um but it sits around it sits around with Red Dress for me and and uh, things like that. Like uh it's one of those tracks that that is the reason that I was willing to come back and and develop a love for things on this album like Family Tree and sure. things on this uh, this album um, like uh, like uh, Halfway Home. Um, halfway, I mean, I, I thought Halfway Home was fascinating to start with, but but uh, Shout Me Out was one of those tracks where I was like, yeah, this is upbeat and, and interesting and, and mm-hmm. passionate.
2: Yeah, I remember listening to this one from uh, back when I used to, First, listen to this album too. Like that's definitely like a, a hook that was you know, <laughs> fuck, god damn it! I still I still remember I still remembered that song, whereas I didn't remember everything on here. Um, yeah, uh, DLZ is fucking awesome. DLZ is rad. <laughs> DLZ is angry. <laughs> so good. Good song, uh, Yeah, that's I think definitely that's one of the best songs fan. of
1: the album. Um, it's 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 interesting because um I'm willing to criticize things for being totally different and this is one hundred percent that but it's also like this super angry like dark like it's the only place on the album where the music sounds neat mm-hmm. to, to me um yeah that's no, cool it, it
2: really is uh yeah that's true there isn't really another point on the album where the uh the music has that sort of tone to it.
1: Yeah, that edge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mm, Dlz is a cool track, and and when I first heard it in that Breaking Bad episode, I was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah some shit!" Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and this is probably one that uh, most people have probably heard. It's been in, yeah, it's been in things like if you hear it, it's you'll been it, it song, was probably. yeah, it was in it was, in, was in Breaking Bad, part. it was in True Blood. Yeah. It's been used a few places. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we already kind of talked about Lover's Day and how we think it sucks. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's to be honest, I uh, don't
1: really remember what Lover's Day sounds like. Nope. Yeah, it's it's um, it's not a good ending track for this yeah. album, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, especially coming off the high that it is DLZ. Yeah, and like I, the, the, I honestly sheer... think
2: DLZ should have just been the end of the album.
1: Yeah, the sheer. Well, that would have been a very dark out end to the album that I don't think they were going for, because like the oh, the anger but. on Dlz is yeah, so like there is so much of it. You gotta end like, it with a great bang. track. Yeah, so, yeah. this uh, end it with this is beginning to feel like the dawn of the loser forever. Yeah, that should be the last lyric on the album.
2: <laughs> Definitely, great ending. I think that would be a great ending. Shit would
1: grab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Lover's Day is is not a track that's super memorable for me, um, and neither is the one that ended my listening time with the album Dogs of Light. Uh, yeah. Love Dog, definitely the superior dog song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. only um, one dog song. song. Yeah. Um, Should only have one dog song per album, really. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I guess they only kept one dog song on the regular album, but. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some really interesting stuff on this album, and I, I would love to talk more about TV on the Radio and a lot of their other things. Like you and I, Camden, were talking a little bit about um, staring at the sun, which oh man, so fucking, fucking love that song yeah. so much. What, what uh, I think
2: I think I mentioned it to you, but what I think is so cool about that, and really their first, you know, the Young Liars EP and the Desperate Youth album, is they're one of those bands that you know on their first couple of releases they really have the unique sound that like mm-hmm. makes them what they are you know yeah, still yeah, yeah. there's still a lot of places they're developing but they they have like that signature tv on the radio sound where you like hear a song mm, by them wonderful. and you know who's who's you know doing that song like they had that yeah. the first thing you know they went and go which is there, really cool and like i think staring at the sun is the best example of that cuz that's like one of oh, the most TV on the radio ish
1: song. songs <laughs> ever. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Ass, yeah, um, because because the band has developed a lot. They, I think, they've moved from sort of a a a sort of weird like punk uh, sound to more to much more of an art rock sound, especially by the time of this album. Um, and and then they continue to go in that direction with Nine Types of Light, which was a weird fucking album, a weird weird album um with some really brilliant stuff. And and I'd mentioned in the past, many times, how much I love Tunde Ada Bimpe's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh and he's like he can he can croon to me anytime. Um but it, it's cool to see that varying intensity and Staring at the Sun is just such a great example of that. And then yeah, Return to Cookie Mountain is such a dark fucking album like Dirty Whirl and and Wolf Like Me and oh and fucking um the opening track i was a lover i was a lover. Just so much yeah. there yeah. yeah and seeds seeds they've definitely moved in more of a pop direction yeah. like and and i i can understand why that's that's frustrating well,
2: so, yeah so my my main problem with seeds is like every every tv on the radio album to me just has like at least a few just really fucking great songs you know Mm-hmm. even like no matter what i feel about every everything on it um and to me like seeds just did not have like a great song on it
1: i'm not i'm not totally sure i'd agree with you uh there are a lot of things on there that i liked i'm 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 really talking sad.
2: great songs though
1: like, i'm really sad that mercy is not on that album because yeah. i love that track
2: the the thing like the thing is Siege is one of those albums where I cannot see any reason to listen to that instead of any other TV on the radio album.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, I, don't I know have that feeling. Okay, yeah, I can I can appreciate that. Uh, I think there are people who would totally disagree with you, um, and oh, uh, that's there are crazy. always people. I would have never thought. <laughs> yeah, there are always people that'll that'll totally disagree with you, but. Sure. Uh, but I definitely know some folks who who love TV on the Radio, and Seeds is is by far their favorite album. And it may be that like that's the the first one that they got really deep into. Sure, yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just, just do uh,
2: not do t- it for me. I, t- I'm definitely, I'm. T- it definitely didn't make me you know check out of TV on hmm. the Radio, but like, I'll certainly listen to
1: whatever they come out with next. Ted, I'm definitely interested to hear what uh, what you think about Nine Types of Light at least. Uh, Nine Types of Light was the first album of theirs that I listened to and mm-hmm. definitely like Nine Types of Light Cookie Mountain are probably my top two uh, followed by um, the initial EP uh, I haven't spent too much time with uh, with uh, Desperate Youths and I should Um but man, yeah, nine types of light is, is something. That first track is incredible. And even the track that I the tracks that I, I really didn't like on that album when I started to, like Killer Crane, mm-hmm. I love that song now. I think oh, Killer yeah. Crane is That's super, super beautiful. That's one of um, my favorites of them overall. <laughs> so. it's it's a really it's a fascinating album and yeah. and I think uh you may enjoy it. Yeah, I'll definitely um, check it out. Yeah, that that's kind of our T V on the radio. I I hope we get to come back to T V on the radio. Uh because like I've said, they're they're one of they're one of the bands that like got me into listening to weirder music. Sure. Um and and they're they're one of the, the bands that I can just kind of always go back to and, and be pretty alright with going back to. Uh it's just there's there's something like I don't have a lot of nostalgia for very many things, but there's something just very comforting about T V on the radio for me. Mm-hmm. Um you guys should listen to Neverman. Sure, the yeah. The thing that he did with uh, Mike Patton. Yeah. And oh, Dose I, One. I, okay, I realized this this week.
2: I totally fucking have heard Dose One before, because he was in this uh, group called Cloud Dead, which had yeah. uh, the guy who now does music under the name Y. You heard him? Oh, yeah, um, that fucking and that had dude had a, guy. Uh, what's an Odd and awesome. That, but that was like a really cool experimental hip-hop group they only released like two albums in the early 2000s but yeah he was one of the members of that group so i know him from that i just did, yeah. totally did not recognize the name so yeah i uh i i i'm gonna check that out at some point i'm, on, I'm looking forward to, to hearing list what you have many new releases
1: that i need to check out <laughs> <laughs> that new music sucked man um yeah no yeah, when that I'm album still... works when that album works it works really well sure. uh I don't think it always does. Um anyway. Guys, the Grammys say that the record of the year oh, could we do it next week, please? <laughs> please. <laughs> we're at two hours. Oh yeah, we are, right, yeah. Right, right, right. we're we're gonna we're gonna close it off. Uh Deep. Kendrick won more than
2: one Grammy. I know. I noticed that earlier today. I didn't my prediction didn't come true. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm glad that didn't. But uh. (laughs) we uh
1: we got a comment on one of our uh, one of our episodes from Ted's girlfriend Lita uh, on episode 29, saying that Lifeline is a kick-ass game and that you should all play it. Nice. Yep. That she normally doesn't spend money on apps, but it was well worth it. Okay. Yep.
0: Getting an email.
1: Yeah. How about an email? (laughs) (laughs) One day. One day email yeah email Do people
2: even email anymore why don't we just say comment on something
1: yeah and we'll <laughs> like who's gonna send us an email <laughs> email us at soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com tweet at us at not always music or any of our individual twitters uh i'm at l-l-e-r-o camden is a Killacam 90 90- Killacam 907 <laughs> 907 Ted is uh what what were you? Is it Theo the Lil ho, I think? Theo, the, I don't remember. Uh,
0: Theo the, I know it it comprises of Theo and Lil Ho.
1: Yeah, those are those things are all in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, some Rob time. Robbie and Joey have have Twitter's too. We've got a Facebook page that you can comment on. We got a bunch more views and some likes, I think probably uh yeah man just hit us up somehow uh we spun the wheel last week and and uh fucking robbie was real mad about it apparently
2: because <laughs> it wasn't one of his
1: again yeah I, Joey I told pick. you guys that this would happen if we didn't have two wheels yeah oh well, yeah of course it was <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is 100 percent gonna happen if we don't have two wheels <laughs> Next week, we're listening to The Gemini Project. I don't know if that's the album or the, the band. I think the band is Loose Canyon, K-A-N-Y, or... Canon. Canon. Loose Canyon, <laughs> K-A-Y-N-O-N. Okay. Loose Canyon, The Gemini Project. I, that's what I'm we're going to. into this totally blind. I've never even heard of uh, We all are. <laughs> I have no idea. This could be
2: even, like... Even the guy who picked it. That's this could you know, be
1: just a dude idea. farting into a microphone for an hour and a half. Oh, man, I would love to do an episode like that. <laughs> I thought the farts on this particular track were extra wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this has been fun. Uh, this has been messy. I'm, this is going to be a nightmare to edit. Thanks for joining me, guys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the show. That's the sounding board. That's a show. Loose Kanan, The Gemini Project. Be here next week. Take it easy. (laughs) Bye.
0: (laughs) Easiest.